Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 2295. Avoid these five phrases when asking for a raise, part two, by the NeuroGym team of myneurogym.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. Thanks so much for joining today as we wrap up the article we began yesterday. If you haven't done so already, be sure to listen to that episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's get right back into it and hear part two as we continue optimizing your life. Avoid these five phrases when asking for a raise, part two, by the NeuroGym team of myneurogym.com. Number three, I was hoping for why it doesn't work. Similar to the previous example, this wording doesn't work because qualifiers like I hope weaken your statement. Wanting to add these is normal when you're stressed and feeling defensive, but understanding the underlying causes of the instinct can help you overcome it. You know how much you should be making, so why give the impression that your request for a raise is a hope rather than a request to receive what you should rightly be paid? Many of us who soften our requests this way deal with imposter syndrome the feeling that we don't actually deserve our success or to be paid the correct rate for our work. This kind of internalized negative self-perception can be explained neuroscientifically. Health issues such as depression or anxiety stemming from chemical imbalances in the brain can worsen imposter syndrome, and many people with ADHD or other conditions that affect productivity deal with imposter syndrome when they succeed in their careers. In other cases, imposter syndrome is simply a result of negative self-talk and acknowledging these thoughts is key to overcoming them. What to say instead. Remember how we touched on the way a person's self-presentation and emotional state can affect how others view them? This idea applies here as well. And once again, confidence is key to getting what you want from a neuroscientific perspective. Even if your research is watertight, A person's conscious thoughts are only one aspect of how our brains process information. The biochemical processes that affect how we perceive others happen mostly beneath our notice. A 2014 research paper by Shripada suggests that our brains direct our motivations primarily unconsciously and that regular supervision and intervention by the conscious mind is the reason we don't just follow our instincts 24-7. Stating that you're hoping to be paid a certain amount makes your case seem weaker than it actually is. If your employer declines to grant the raise, they may feel like they're saying no to something non-essential that you want rather than what you deserve to be paid. Therefore, to maximize your chances of getting the raise you deserve, present your case with confidence. Remember, you're not a kid asking for more allowance money. You're a professional asking to be paid a fair rate. Some examples of effective salary negotiation phrases are, based on my numbers last year, I deserve to be paid blank. 
and like others with my experience, I should be paid blank. Number four, I'm going to go to the competition. Why it doesn't work. It's a very common practice to try and negotiate a better deal with your current employer before accepting a higher paying job offer, especially if your current job suits you better. Furthermore, many employers will negotiate a higher salary in order to keep a great worker instead of hiring someone new they'd have to train. It also benefits them to keep a good worker away from the competition. In fact, some people will use this tactic even if they don't have another offer lined up. But if the conversation goes badly, you could be left without a job. Why can this statement turn salary negotiation so sour if using a better offer to negotiate a raise is such common practice? As we quoted from Barker earlier, don't start with why they're wrong. Threatening to quit puts you and your boss at odds, making them less likely to come around instead of helping you find a solution that makes you both happy. What to say instead? There's nothing wrong with bringing up an outside job offer in salary negotiations. However, the best course of action is to use it to show your boss how giving you a raise would benefit them too. A 2014 article by Matthew Robinson in Scientific American examined the evidence for whether our neurological makeup is inherently selfish or altruistic. While tentatively concluding that humans carry a mix of both traits, Robinson points out that a lot of cooperation between humans stems from self-interest. An employer granting a raise to keep a good worker on board is a great example of this. Therefore, if you have another offer, frame your request for a raise through the lens of wanting to stay where you are. If your employer keeps you on board and you get the pay you deserve, you both win. Some examples of positive ways to use an offer from the competition in your salary negotiation are, I got an offer from blank, but I wanted to give you a chance to counter it first. And I really value my position here. I would be able to stay if my salary was increased to blank. And number five, well, thanks anyway then. Why it doesn't work. This sounds like something you would say at the end of a meeting where you've been turned down for the raise you're requesting, but it isn't the best way to wrap things up. Hearing no in a salary negotiation can be tough for those of us who deal with negative self-talk. It can make us feel like we didn't really deserve a raise after all, and that we shouldn't have asked in the first place. As we've already stressed, the way you say something has a major effect on how others perceive your statement. The phrase, well, thanks anyway then, is a tacit agreement that the conversation is over. It's normal for a person who should be making more for their time and expertise to ask for a raise and to expect your pay to gradually increase over time as you gain experience. Therefore, the key is to frame your exit from an unsuccessful salary negotiation as putting the conversation on hold rather than abandoning it entirely. This leaves the door open to get the raise in the future. What to say instead? Remember, human brains generally operate from a perspective of self-interest. To set up a win-win situation, try to find out what would have to change in order to turn that no into a yes while benefiting you both. Do you need more experience? If so, what kind? Is there a level of performance you're not hitting that they think you should be? Since interpersonal connection and professionalism matter in negotiations, it's still a great idea to thank your employer at the end of the meeting. Here are some examples of how to do this while keeping the conversation open. Thanks for your response. Would you be willing to grant this raise if? And thanks for your feedback. When would be a good time for us to revisit this? 
Final thoughts. While neuroscience explains how stress can trip you up in salary negotiations, it also explains the best ways to come out on top. From presenting a solid case in a professional way to framing the negotiation as a problem to work on together, understanding which tactics sound best to the human brain is a great way to increase your chances of success. Salary negotiation isn't a purely scientific thing. Many of us feel like we don't have the right to ask for more, even if we're being paid well below market rate for our skills and experience. But even if your negative self-talk feels totalizing, that doesn't mean you can't overcome it. Learning how neuroscience can help you succeed in your career is a great way to maximize your success. Last of all, remember that with the tips in this article in mind, you already have a better chance of getting the raise you deserve. Know that you deserve to be paid what you're worth and best of luck in your negotiations. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Avoid These Five Phrases When Asking for a Raise by the NeuroGym team of myneurogym.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. Salary negotiations are very tricky, and I feel like the whole process is a minefield. There's so much opportunity to misstep, and in general, the dynamic is very much in favor of the employer. If you communicate you're unhappy with your salary, you're often flagged as a flight risk. If you communicate you're happy with your salary, you send the impression that they never have to give you a raise again. If you present an offer from a competitor and end up staying, again, flagged as a flight risk. If you ask and don't get the raise, you send the impression that you're willing to sell yourself short and accept whatever the employer is willing to give you. Many of us feel like we're walking on eggshells when negotiating our pay. But remember, your employer is your customer, not your overlord. And your salary is not representative of your worth as a person. It's simply a representation of your ability to negotiate and find the highest buyer. 
I think many of us have so much emotion and anxiety around this topic because we don't want to feel taken advantage of and we want to feel valued. The most straightforward solution if you're not happy with your pay is to go find another customer. There is a company out there that's willing to pay you what you feel you deserve, but finding them can be challenging. And you have the most leverage for negotiating your pay at the time you're accepting a job. But that's gonna do it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to both parts of this great post. And I'll see you again tomorrow for more Optimal Finance Daily. That's where your optimal life awaits.